And welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is when everything goes wrong. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who has supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us to get up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on our website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right, so first and foremost, I want to apologize to everyone for the delay, the unexpected hiatus, as it were. The last um, two, three weeks have been very, very complicated and very difficult, and there's been a lot of things that have been going on that happened, and I just didn't have a good chance to podcast. And I'm hoping to tell you guys about a lot of those things. Um, some of them I can tell you about now, and then um, others of them I'm going to keep a little bit, uh, a little bit more under the hood for a little while until uh, those things kind of shake out. Because you know you don't want to disrupt things in progress, uh, particularly if it could negatively affect them. So I'm going to get started with a couple of the great things that we're working on. And like I said, I might go into more detail with some of these in future podcasts as well, and I might just gloss over them now. Um, but one of the things that we're really excited about is that we are almost finished with the Murdy Number no. Three Travel Cut prototype. So it's going to be a smaller version of the Murdy Number no. Three. It's going to actually—I think I've got the prototype here. It's going to be a little bit smaller. It'll be able to fit legal pads. It'll be able to fit those little uh, those little soft cover notebooks that people love. It'll be able to fit the pretty much anything kind of slipped in the back. It'll be able to fit spiral notebooks, things like that. So that's still under development, but it's almost finished and we're going to be launching that soon. I also am excited to know that we just finished our, uh, our new sampling of the replacement leather for the Merlot. We're going to be discontinuing that very shortly. Um, in fact, I think we almost have sold out of everything. And then once we've sold out of what we've got left, it's going to be gone for good. And we're replacing that with a new color that we're calling Bordeaux. And it's beautiful and it's amazing. And actually, I'm going to do a specific podcast all about it when it launches. So we still have a little few weeks before that's ready to roll in, in the stores. But the new sample is really, really impressive. And I'm pretty thrilled with it. So that's exciting. We're going to be launching our accessories line soon. In October, early October, we're going to be launching a whole bunch of new items, sunglass cases, key fobs, wallets, a couple other things. Um, and I'm really excited about that. And we're also getting ramped up for our Christmas season. So be prepared for some new cool things along the line with that. So um, those are kind of some of the updates that we've got as far as things that are developing. But today I actually wanted to talk about when things go wrong, because a few of the things that have prevented me from podcasting have been... Uh, uh, they've been interesting, and I actually wanted to bring some of them up. So the first thing was we've been working on in the midst of switching tanneries um, from our old supplier to a new supplier. Made in USA uh, leather line is going to be a big part of our progress moving forward. It's a big part of our mission and our goal uh, from a global initiative standpoint and being able to prove that we've got that best quality out there. So we've been in the midst of switching to a new tannery, and we've been thrilled with the work they've done. They've got an amazing product, and they've been in business for a very long time. So they have a lot of expertise and experience that we really lean on and we love. One of the things that has been difficult about that, though, is that with our leather, we want to keep some of our main colors the same, right? We want to keep the coloration the same. We want to maintain that look and feel. We want it to have some of the kind of the core elements of it with an improvement. And so we've been sending them, we're working through the swatching process, the sampling process, then the early prototyping mills, and then the final production runs. And so it's been a complicated process. 
We recently been working, we have been facing some troubles with our chestnut color, and that's been something that some of you have actually reached back out to us about, and we appreciate the feedback. But with the chestnut color, we've been noticing a wider than normal variation in the color from batch to batch, and that's been something that's been on my mind, of course, because I want to make sure that we have, you know, consistent quality all around. And while the leather itself has the same texture and feel, and it's the same thickness and quality in that regard, the color variation makes it very difficult to accurately and appropriately photograph it for the website and for Instagram. And so that's where we have been having some difficulty getting, you know, accurate renderings of it on our, on our website. So that's been the next project after the espresso. The espresso was the first one to transition over. And now we're working through the, uh, the chestnut. And as we've been transitioning the chestnut, we got a, a batch of leather. We got our first production batch of leather that it came off the mills about a week and a half ago. And uh, we were very excited about it. The leather is a lot more expensive than before, and we have to order a lot more of it because of the way we're doing things. But it's it's still a better process, and so we've been leaning on that. So I went in to review this, and I love going into the tannery. It's one of my favorite parts of this job. This you know going to the tannery and then picking up prototypes from our cutting partners. Those are like it's like Christmas for me. Um, and I will tell you that going into the tannery like this one, which is a very old one, there's a lot of really cool milling process. There's there's you know wooden barrels that have been around for a very long time that are using used in the process. So it's kind of like, it's, it's like a step back in time. And I love that, but I'd, I'd gone to the, to the tannery and I sat down with our, the, the development person that we're working with and we've had a great time working with them to develop the best colors. And they said, you know, I think this, this one's a little bit of a darker color. It's not quite what you wanted. And I was very concerned about that. I thought, you know, great. We spent all this money and you know, you can't really get the money back, right? If, 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 if it's not right, it's not like, you know, you, you don't have that option. And so that was a big concern, but I went and saw it and the leather is gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's just not chestnut. Um, and I'm actually really excited about that because it provides us with another opportunity that I'm really thrilled about to do another limited edition run. So, you know, the first thing was having the, the leather color was, it was different and it's, it's like a, oh, what's the right way to describe it? We're going to call it campfire. Like I said, but it's, um, it's like a deep burnt orange. It's got a lot of variation in the color. It's got a lot of these, this kind of, it's a very good fall winter color. Uh, it's very beautiful and I love it. The quality of the leather is spectacular. It's just not right. The, the right color for our website. Um, so that's something that, you know, it's like taking a bad situation, like having all of this leather of the wrong kind and turning into a good situation, which is the limited edition launch. And we did a limited edition last year at about the same time for almost the exact same reason. The previous tannery that we'd been using, they um, were unable to supply the color for two months. And so we launched Lava and it was a great time. And I think a lot of people really liked Lava. And so we're going to launch another limited edition color here. So stay tuned for that. But you know, that's the first thing you have to be paying attention to is you have to be able to say, okay, how can I take something that is bad and pivot? How can I use it and take the advantages that come along with it and turn it into an opportunity? Then, um, within a day or two after that, we'd had the, uh, software we use to power our lasers. We had trouble with it. Now, you know, we've been using, older machines, computers, I should say, older computers to run our lasers, partially because when we got our original lasers, they required older machines to run on. But when we had, so we'd been using the software and we've used the software like eight, nine months now and we've really liked it. Um, it's not perfect. There are definitely things about it that are a little quirky, but we've been able to make it work really well for us. And it's been able to really build an amazing quality um, design part of our network, right? The custom engravings that we do are really, really high quality. And so, you know, the software is part of that. And so we had been, I, I was called upstairs and, uh, you know, the production lead calls me up and goes, you know, 
Colin, I think we have a problem. And I'm, ugh, it's like, I love hearing that because it's always something. Um, and I went upstairs and uh, she goes, the lasers are, are going haywire. And you don't want to hear that. That's not a great thing to hear because when lasers go haywire, it could be something as simple as the water's not flowing in the reservoir. We've had that problem plenty of times. It could be as bad as we've had, the water's flowing in the wrong place and it's short-circuiting that. We've had that before. Um, or it could be something as like the lasers on fire, which is a much worse problem. But normally we've got fire protocols and you know safety procedures and fire extinguishers and all that good stuff. But she goes, I think uh, you should take a look at this. And so I look in there and we spent about four hours after this properly diagnosing it but it really was that the laser was engraving in the wrong spot on the leather and it was doing it slightly different every time and it was doing it different on different machines so you'd run the same file on a different machine and it would do it differently it was it was like in the movies when you see a, a robot like a robotic arm just randomly doing something in a random way machines don't do a lot of random things they're not really designed to do that, and they're designed to be very specific and intentional and do the same task over and over, or at least follow the same commands the same way over and over. So the fact that we weren't able to get the problem to repeat itself the same way on different machines, even though the machines themselves are physically the same, that was concerning. So after doing a lot of different isolation and diagnostics, trying to figure out, okay, what part of the problem is it? Is it the specific machine? Is it the software? Is it the specific file? If we run that file on a different machine, a different computer, would that work? And we did a whole bunch of testing and we weren't really ever able to truly analyze the problem in a final format. We never finally got a good solid answer. But what I said is, okay, well, we'll do a hard reset of the software and see what we can figure out. So I, I had to uninstall the software and I went to reinstall it. And I thought, well, let's update it to the most recent version of the software because that could be it. And when I updated to the most recent version of the software, it wouldn't even download the software. Like when we downloaded it to the computer, it wouldn't initiate the, the application driver. And that was a problem. And we tried a lot of different things. I tried our backup machine, same problem. So I contacted the software um, customer support team and they said, oh yeah, we haven't supported anything since before Windows 7 ever. And so I think, well, you... You did, because we used it for like eight months on a computer that wasn't Windows 7. So that was a big issue, and I ended up having to buy a brand new computer that runs Windows 10 now and make that work. And the good news is, though, is we're using now updated software that'll have more security features, and it'll be able to use the latest updates. And the the software that drives our, our laser um, engravers, they have constant updates. So being able to keep it to the latest version will be good. And it's frankly something we needed to do anyway, right? If not now, it would have happened during the Christmas season. And, you know, making sure everything runs really smoothly now before the Christmas season hits in its full force is going to be very important to us. Finally, there was this other problem that we had. So when we first launched the number three, we wanted to be able to do pressing on it. And for us, that was going to be an important part of finishing the product. So when you fold leather as thick as the stuff we use for the number threes, it has a trouble where it doesn't want to stay folded unless it's like creased technically with a, a a cutting tool where you actually take and you cut a piece of the leather out and that allows it to crease. But I didn't want to do that because it weakens the leather. So the only other alternative is to use a lot of force to be able to crease the edge like manually. And uh, we had, so I'd contacted a machinist that we work with before and we have uh, a good relationship with. And I said, look, I gotta, we gotta make a press. We gotta make a press that can fit the, fit the thing on it and have it be you know, something people can manually operate. So it's got to be able to generate a lot of force without, you know, with a little person. And um, we worked through all the details. He said, I think we can get it done next weekend. So week goes by. I follow up. I haven't heard anything from my follow up. Say, hey, you know, is the press done? And he goes, oh, um, no, it'll be done next weekend. 
we did this four or five weekends in a row. It just kept happening where you just like, oh, next weekend, next weekend, next weekend. I'm like, this has got to, this has got to stop. And it's, I'm thinking to myself, it's a good thing we didn't wait to launch the number threes until after we got the press. And instead, what we did is we launched the number threes and we pressed them the old way we used to, which is in a big stack with weights and uh, like a, like a crank down press. So we've done that for up until this point. But the problem is, is that you still have to have the number threes stay in the press overnight. So it, you know, it slowed down the process. But now the good news is that we're actually being able to get the manual press. The manual press showed up three days before our first festival. For those of you who follow us on Snapchat, you got little updates of that. And that was a disaster that deserves its own podcast. But um, we ended up getting it three days before the festival. And I had I was panicking. I spoke to the you know guy that runs the, the machine shop with the machinist. And I said, this is, we got to get this thing done because we had specifically ordered a steel rule die to cut out samples out of the, the excess leather that we had lying around. And we wanted to give those away at the festival as a bit of a, you know, it's like a business card right here. You can take it. It's got our information on it and it's a sample of our leather. So I'm like, we need this. And we expected it to get it that weekend. He said it'd be done that weekend, of course. And then he said it would be on Tuesday, of course. On Tuesday, I get a phone call. It's going to be done Wednesday. Wednesday, I get a phone call. It's going to be done Thursday. Finally, Thursday, it gets dropped off. This is two days before the festival. It's like Thursday night. So Friday, all Friday morning, we're frantically trying to press out these shapes and get them all ready on laser engraved for the festival that was happening Saturday. Um, and the good news is we actually did get a pretty decent amount of them made. But it was one of those things where it just, it was difficult to difficult to pivot in that situation right it's like you don't really have a lot of good backups and i worked i looked at doing some you know was there an alternative press we could have used was there an alternative way to use the die press and all these other different things and there wasn't really any good options but that was one of those situations where we had to pivot we had to say okay if the press doesn't show up what are our backups right do we print things do we have uh do we have just a, a knife and we just cut things um do we make them you know what we can do with it like I, we had to come up with alternatives and i think that actually goes back to the deeper point of this whole podcast in that everything's going to go wrong and it's almost always going to go wrong at the same time the number of times i have said here's the plan and it's gone that way has been like maybe once and it didn't even fully go that way so maybe zero it's 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 rare if ever that your plan goes the way you plan it to and it's almost never easy and it almost always fails at the worst possible time so when you're thinking through when you're thinking through this obviously it can be kind of dejecting right there's a real sense of oh i'm i'm failing things are going wrong what am i doing but you have to realize that that's an important part of being a business owner, I guess. I mean, and that's, that's the important part of being a leader, right? If it all went according to plan, anybody could do it, right? The, 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 the proof is in the pudding, right? It's not about being able to come up with a good plan. It's about being able to execute something new when the plan goes wrong in a, in a way that works. So I think that everyone should look at opportunities like these where things go wrong to, as, as opportunities to prove themselves as more than just good executors. You know, it's an opportunity to prove themselves as good thinkers good creators and, and good problem solvers, because that's really valuable. That's what we need in the world. And that's what really actually value is, right? When you, when you want to talk about from a technical standpoint, what are things that people value? Solving problems in other people's lives is the value. That's what you generate when you generate new things. So look at these things as good opportunities. Don't look at them as bad. Look at them as practice for when things get harder because they will get harder and you can do it because you're stronger than you think you are and you're more clever than you think you are and it's only under circumstances where the most difficult things happen that you can show the world and show yourself that you're capable of doing difficult things 
All right, folks, thanks for tuning in today. Um, I would say be sure to check back in next Tuesday for our next top podcast, but I can't hold myself to that anymore. I'm going to do my best to get my podcasts going again Tuesdays and Thursdays, but hang in there. Make sure you subscribe. That way you can get updated when we do launch podcasts. And uh, don't forget to check us out on YouTube if you haven't. Uh, also, follow us on Snapchat and Twitter, Murdy Creative Co. No doubt, Murdy Creative Co. on Snapchat and Twitter to get some cool updates and behind the scenes kinds of things. And I've already kind of done some demo stuff of the new color on Snapchat. So go check that out if you're interested in that. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co. Um, or you can contact us via Instagram and Facebook. You can text, call, email, message, direct, all the usual things. Um, and I appreciate your patience as it takes a little bit to get through some of them. If you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow our new community. Uh, word of mouth is still the best form of advertisement, though, so tell your friends. If you would like to leave a review, go check us out on Facebook, murdycreative.co. You click on the reviews page, on the, on the page, the review section, and then you can click on do you recommend the Murdy Creative Co. You can click yes and then write your review. It really does help. It really means the world to us. We're actually going to print all of those out and put them up on the wall in our new space because we want to encourage people. So uh, go do that if you want to send us a good message. If you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send it my way. I'm always happy to you know, give you guys what you want. And uh, if you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, for those Christmas gifts that you're looking for or for your team, if you're you know, a business, uh, feel free to reach out to us and ask about our book discounts. If you, uh, if you have any other questions at all, please feel free to send us an email directly at sales at murdycreative.co. That's the, probably the fastest way to get a hold of our customer service team. So sales at murdycreative.co. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.